play the star-studded game where knowledge is king and lady luck is queen. Live from the 8-Bit Studio in Brisbane, Australia, it's the Internet's most exciting half-hour of video game trivia. Welcome to the Hungry Game Show. And now, your humble host, Brandon White. Thank you for that fantastic introduction, Chuck Fresh. And hello to everyone out there in the 8-Bit Nation. Welcome to another episode of Shenanigans. Brought to you by 8bit.net and our sexy legends over at Audio-Technica. And on today's episode, the 19th of the Hungry Game Show, our competitor were going up against a title that was developed and published by LucasArts. It was released over 30 years ago in October of 1990. The game that had many of us attempting to live our best pirate lives. We're talking about none other than the point and click adventure classic that is Secret of Monkey Island. And the person attempting to discover the secrets within this trivia-shaped island needs little introduction, but we're certainly going to give him one anyway. Our contestant today is quite possibly the Goofy Movie's number one fan, is rumored to shred so hard that he's even got his own Foot Clan. He's one third of the Voltron that are the Fantasy Footballers and Spitballers podcast respectively. You can find him on them socials at FFHitman. Mike, the Fantasy Hitman right. Bonjour. Oh, yes. It is a proper bonjour. It is, man. You had you had the music pumping me up. Oh, dude, like I like talking about football. It's my job. Mm-hmm. But Monkey Island, dude, like it's it's so bizarre the impact that uh, a computer game can have on your life. But Monkey Island, I played the. Uh, I played it so very much, all I've, all of them, all incarnations of it, and it just, when I think about Monkey Island and that like that splash screen, which you're, I mean, you're playing the title music from, where it's uh, yep, Melee yep. Island, and then the font comes in, like it just makes me feel good, like like genuine joy. It brings me every time I see it. So the fact that we're jumping on a pod here and talking through Monkey Island, just having a good time screwing around, this I, I'm very excited. You and me both, like this is a game, I, I didn't play it initially at launch in, in 1990 because I didn't really have a a PC or anything as, as a kiddo. So I only got my sort of PC experience through my friend Daniel. So I'd always go over to his place and, and get a touch. So I was probably two hour, two years later okay. to uh, the Monkey Island franchise. At the ripe old age of probably six or seven, I uh, got to experience a bit of, uh, bit of the monkey. And um, it hooked me right from the jump. The the comedic tones, the uh, you know the the other nods to other pop culture franchises, whether it be from film, TV, so on and so forth, and just the the overall fun that this franchise brings to you. It, it really hits different to to games of today, doesn't it? Yeah, it it definitely does. It's it and it's like games trying to replicate it now. It's it's a little difficult to to hit on the magic that that Lucas was hitting on back when they were they just had hit after hit after hit. So if you were mm-hmm. like 6 or 7 when you played Monkey 1, was that your first uh point and click game that you were It was it was to? my first experience in the point and click. So I sort of grew up on a, on a steady diet of like uh Alex Kidd and stuff like that, okay. like Atari 2600 traditional arcade cabinet life. Uh, I grew up in a small country town, so we didn't have a ton of ton of gaming haunts and stuff so my uh my selection was very limited not only from a hiring perspective but also uh you know getting stuff into my hands so this was the first one and i think at the time i probably wasn't old enough to properly appreciate just how goddamn clever and smart this game was but playing it again 
in my uh, adult years, it, it really hits different. I, I love it. It's it's so fun. And, uh, and as you said, I think it's it's like a storm in a bottle as far as everything they captured with this franchise and just the, the tone, the art style, the self-awareness, the comedy, some of the mechanics. It's just stuff that, yeah, people are still trying to uh, replicate and perfect today. Yeah, I mean, the, and the music, man. Shout out to the music for the, the entire game and of everyone having their own themes and everything. It's uh it, it it's so good i have uh um oh, what's the are, are you familiar with limited run games mm -hmm. love limited run games yeah oh yeah so i'm i'm waiting on my uh my super ultimate deluxe monkey collection or whatever it was like they had i think i bought that like uh, back in november or something mm -hmm. i i don't know but they they announced it it cost way more <laughs> way more than it should for me to pay for <laughs> games that i already own like Yep, on yep. multiple systems and everything, but it was, dude, I'm, we got collector pieces coming through. You know I'm dropping 200 bucks or whatever on Monkey Island stuff, and I'm going to feel yeah. great about it. You, you want those physical touchstones, you yes. know, and, and limited run games they do, it's, it's very clever, you know, like as you said, like it might be slightly expensive for what it is, but it's stuff you're never going to get. It's time releases, exclusivity, ultimate fandom pieces of kit that you can have on your on your wall for forever. So, uh yeah, I, I missed out on the boat on that one because those things sell so goddamn quick through yeah. limited run. You can you can miss out like if you're not on there within an hour or two. Sometimes it's insane. Yeah, I I had an alarm set to wake me up or and remind me of like okay, it's going on order right here. I am not missing it because I I admit they they had done a separate one a couple like a month before this package, and I just I totally blanked on it, and then I just saw them you know, on on IG and like oh it sold out. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I didn't mm -hmm. get it. So I was not missing it when they re-released or whatever it was, this this new bundle. So very excited to get that one. Is it going to take pride of place in, in the footballer studio or are you going to have this in the home PC? It, it, it'll, most of it will be at home, but I at least I have, uh, I have this little wall behind me on our set that's kind of dedicated to that I get to pick. So, I mean, like I have, you know, some turtle stuff, Bill and Ted are over there got gizmo duck john wick so i don't know we'll we'll see what shows i don't even remember what's in the bundle anymore <laughs> so it's going to be a mystery to me when it shows up nothing but quality would be in that bundle so uh yeah you, you're gonna open it like a kid on christmas yep. when it eventually uh, makes it way makes its way to your doorstep so uh yeah we're, we're here we're, we're talking secret of monkey island so so this was one of the the games that that sort of really impacted you as a as a young guy as well. This is this is one of your probably favorite franchise of all time, would you say? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, what what was it that did it for you most outside of the you know the soundtrack that was done by Michael Land and Patrick Mundy? Was there anything else that I mentioned that or oh, haven't mentioned? Sorry, that that sort of you, you want to bring up as far as what uh, what sunk its hooks into you the most? So I mean, just going back for the age of when I was playing it of like. Yeah, the graphics were incredible. I mean, I had uh, I I played my first playthrough of Monkey. I was on a VGA computer, and I think we had like just moved up to that. So I mean, these were these graphics and colors are were mind blowing uh, yeah. at the time, and just their ability through through everything in the game, through the the puzzles, the the character development, the soundtrack, like I talked about, but the it. I was there and it was like all I could think about when I was playing was Monkey Island. And when you would get stuck, you didn't have the internet to nope. to come to your rescue because the internet had w was not in existence at least for 
for uh, the the common folk. And so when you would get stuck on a puzzle, I mean, you would go and you're trying everything, but then you would leave the game and you would be mentally running through like, man, how do I figure out how to do this? And like, this, this is not monkey one, but monkey two, I ended up, I had to go on a, uh, I had to, <laughs> that's how I phrase it <laughs> because I was a kid. I, I got pulled on a family vacation. Uh, interesting enough, I think it was, to, uh, I think it was to Australia. When it, like, oh really? Yeah, during my playthrough of Monkey Two, they dragged me away from my beloved computer, and I was How dare and I was I? stuck. I know, I know, big time. And I figured out a puzzle mentally uh, while I was on vacation, so I couldn't wait to get back. Cause I'm like, this has to work. This is this makes too much sense. And lo and behold, when I got home, it was I had solved the the puzzle while I was not playing the game. That's fantastic. I can just picture little Mike with like the, the red conspiracy theory string and like a pinboard and everything going on, you know, just visualizing it all. But uh, yeah, it's simpler times, you know, like yes. I remember being a, being a young fella and having the, the pen and paper out and sort of scribing notes and, and things to try and work through various puzzles in, in certain games. And yeah, kids these days don't know the hardships that we went through no, during, our, during our youths. They never will either because uh, nah. the genie is out with the internet and information. I mean, even I... When I'm playing these newer ones like um, the uh, Broken Age, but you know, uh, Double Fine mm -hmm. made Broken Age, and it's so hard to resist that you 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 come up to any adversity in these games now, and you know, oh, I just have to throw in a quick Google, and I will proceed through the game. So, so I mean, thirty percent of that game is just resisting that impulse to just go get the answer right away. So, but the fact that it's there, it it's very difficult to to fight that urge but when that urge doesn't exist you just you keep going you you keep it on the grindstone until you finally figure it out or one of your friends figured it out and then you all talk about it together yeah i even for a few games when i was young used to call like the the nintendo helpline yeah, actually yeah, a yeah, helpline yeah. you could call and they'd flick through the old physical guidebooks that they had internally to, to step you through a few things i think it cost way too much money oh, a minute to it was like five bucks a minute support yeah you know it wasn't my money my, my mom and dad were pretty pissed once they saw the <laughs> phone bill but like you know what i i got through what i needed to so uh yeah thanks telecom yeah, so um, man, we're, we're here. We're here to tackle, uh, yeah, Secret of Monkey Island. Obviously, um, the the way that the game works, I might quickly just break down some rules and how this thing is structured, and then we can jump on in and test that gray matter of yours. What do you reckon? Sure, man. Let's do it. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one: no touching of the hair or face. So obviously, yes, we, we, we don't condone any physical contact here. So uh, yeah, no touching of the hair or face or beards in this regard. I think you might be the first bearded host I've had on this uh, on this offshoot. That's so, uh, impossible. Welcome, bearded brother. What? How is? What? Yeah, like I don't. I, maybe I'm just in the wrong circles over here. Maybe like you know, half the people I know either can't grow a good beard or just don't. So uh, yeah, we, we stand alone. We stand alone. I mean, it's when, a, when you have the power to grow a great beard, it's now your responsibility to have a great beard. That's what I tell people, but uh, over here, especially like where I am up in Brisbane, it is hot like during winter, during summer especially, no matter what time of the day, it is just hot as hell. So it's just uncomfortable. So uh, I get it up here, but yeah, some of my other friends in the other states just have no excuses. They're just yeah. pathetic. Beard but anyway, up. 
bit up, man up, or get out. So anyway, the the way the Hungry Game Show is broken down, it's it's broken down into two two components. The first is a series of multiple choice questions uh, where you're going to get A, B, C, or D options. One of those will be the correct answer, uh, and those are going to give you a maximum score of two points per correct answer. Okay. And then we pivot into some rapid fire. So that's going to be a series of simpler questions in air quotes. Some of them might be a bit difficult. Some of them might be a little bit curly, but they're going to give you one point per correct answer. Uh, but you don't have to do this alone. I do have two lifelines available at your disposal. You can choose to use both. You can choose to use one or none. Completely up to you. Uh, but the thing is that using a lifeline, is going to give you a max of one point. So if you were to utilize a lifeline on, say, multiple choice, that two points is going to go back down to one. Gotcha. The two, the two lifelines in question, the first one is phone my friend. So I'm going to call a random person from within my phone's contacts list. <laughs> could be a friend, could be a family member, could be a staff member, could be someone that plays games, could be something that's never played a game. Uh, so support and or assistance may vary. So uh, know. You know, that could be more detrimental than uh, you know positive influence. Then the other one, 50-50, fairly self-explanatory. We're going to cut down those multiple choices down to two correct or two potential answers or if you're using that in the rapid fire i'll just give you like a strong hint a strong hint because i can't really cut uh, rapid fire in half there so uh you've got those in the back pocket you can utilize them whenever you please you can choose not to uh it's it's based out of a 40 point score system okay so the, the current okay. leader the current leader is on 37 and a half points out of 40. He actually uh, went Hamburglar wow. uh, tackling uh, Celeste, which was a, a nice little platformer game from a couple of years ago. So uh, that is the benchmark. And then if we're looking at the other end of the spectrum, the lowest score we've had is 21 out of 40. So no one has failed. You know, no one's gotten under that 50% pass mark. That's, that's great to hear. Now, were these people doing uh, a game that is 30 years old? Um, not really, but yeah, like okay. there, there has, there has been some tough games. Like the guy that came in last or who's currently in last on 21, that was Tekken seven. So some of the games that I've had to make, <laughs> make a, a game show out of, you know, they're, they're not, they're not easy. Like there was one that's uh, like, I did Senran Kagura. I don't know if you've heard of that franchise. It's like no. a, a Japanese inspired sexually suggestive cooking game. So I actually okay. had to do a whole episode about that. So that was fun. I learned a lot of things and probably had to purge my web browser a couple of times with some of the search engine stuff that came up but uh it's been very varied as far as the titles we've, we've done like you know current day triple a retro-y stuff we did done like donkey kong country and a couple of old like nez titles and this this is the oldest one we've done though 1990 All that's right. uh going well back okay well then we'll, we'll see what i remember but everyone loves a classic. But yeah, you got those two lifelines at, at hand. Feel free to to jump in at any other factoids that you want to throw out as these questions. I am a uh, a very very generous uh, host and scorer. So if there is answers that go above and beyond, maybe maybe you'll get more than the maximum allocated Ooh. points. You know, I'm uh, you know we play pretty fast and loose around here. All right, all right. So uh, maybe let's get things started uh, with a little bit of background tension music just to set the scene and uh, you know get things started on the right foot. Question number one, Mike, the fantasy hitman, right? Are you ready? Yes. That is correct. Two points. No, not. <laughs> yeah, sadly not. Sadly not. <laughs> one for one. All right. Originally conceived in 1988, taking atmospheric cues from the Pirates of the Caribbean theme park ride, Secret of Monkey Island was headed up by three primary Lucasfilm Games employees. Which of the following did not 
have anything to do with the game's creation and or design? A, Ron Gilbert. B, Tim Schafer. C, Dave Grossman. Or D, Gore Verbinski. Which of those did not have anything to do with the game's creation and or design? The, uh, the, the answer is D, and if my memory serves correctly, uh, the director of the Pirates movie franchise, at least the beginning of them, had nothing to do with the LucasArts game. I, I can respect the the the, uh, the additional layer there because that was in my notes to then lead into. So I will just consult the judges and see if you are indeed correct. Flawless victory. <laughs> so you are w one for one, two for two in the maximum points. Currently the, the most accurate contestant on the Hungry Game Show so far at 100%. Sadly, we can't wrap things here. We've got to keep moving. But yeah, Gore Verbinski directed the first three of the Pirates of the Caribbean films where yeah, Ron Gilbert, Tim Schafer, and Dave Grossman were, I guess, the, the preliminary tripod that brought this franchise to life. Mm. And, uh, you know, their, their careers have, have since taken all kinds of turns, like Tim Schafer, obviously head of Double Fine, who did great things like Full Throttle, Grim Fandango, so on and so forth. Uh, Dave Grossman most recently has been doing work with Telltale, did some work with Double Fine here and there. And Ron Gilbert sort of uh, most recently uh, released Thimbleweed Park, which is, yeah, which is like a nice spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion, which was the uh, the game that put him on the map, you could say. Yeah, Maniac Mansion was my first uh, exposure to point and click. Back on, on the, mm -hmm. uh, I played it on the NES. So that, So I'm using my D-pad to drag that cursor God. all over the screen. It would have been so stiff and janky yes. just moving around kids these days they will never know these hardships mike they I will know. never know these know. hardships these darn kids. all right let's uh let's keep this momentum going as we move into question number two protagonist and main character guybrush threepwood was named after a program the game's artists used to create characters in the game which of these was the program that in air quotes birthed guybrush a microsoft paint b deluxe paint c Adobe Premiere or D Skynet. Mm. I can rule out Skynet uh, mm -hmm. uh, due to it. It didn't end up taking over the world. Uh, and the I believe it was B, B and and because uh, I can't. I don't think it was Microsoft Paint, but I do know the story of. of I remember hearing the story of how he got his name was because they would just they, they were called brushes and they would just. They just named him Guy. So when you read it off of the, the file name, it was Guy.Brush. And apparently they thought that was funny enough to put in and be his full name. Well, let's uh, see if that confidence exudes to the correct answer here, good sir. I'm stupid. You're smart. Oh, okay. I was wrong. You were right. <laughs> you're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. You are indeed correct. And uh, I'm going to give you a nice bonus point because you took the additional flow on facts that I was going to throw in right <laughs> out of my mouth. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Guide Up Brush was the, um, the saved source name for that character development. So yeah, Guy Brush was born and then his last name, Threepwood, was decided by an in-company in, in contest. So uh, oh, yeah. I, that part I did not know. I would have guessed it was based off of uh, a book. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. But uh, not in internally, but or maybe one of the staffers ripped that off from a book and, and chucked it in as their their naming convention but is, there. But it yeah, is Guybrush such, Threepwood is such a good name. It really is. My name is Guybrush Threepwood, and I'm 
a mighty pirate. Yeah, it, it just rolls off the tongue yeah, nicely. Yeah, Guybrush. You know? Guybrush. Like, that's so much more, like, <clears throat> imposing than, like, Blackbeard or something like yeah. that, you know? I want to be Guybrush, not Blackbeard. I'm more salt and pepper beard these days anyway. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on to question number three. You're still 110% correct. You are still the most accurate participant mm. as the running score goes. Love question it. number three. When Guybrush reaches Monkey Island, he claims a particular something is the second biggest blank that he's ever seen. A, waterfall. B, lemonhead. C, monkey head. Or D, bunch of bananas. Mm. Uh, it is a classic joke, which I... I'm trying to remember if they've used it multiple times of getting the uh, that's the second largest whatever i've seen uh but he is when he drops that he is referring to the he says the monkey head so c which uh, is in fact the the entrance to the underworld which if that has a name that is escaping me right now but that's that's where you, i mean you get you bust out the giant q-tip and that's how you get in mm -hmm. all right adjudicators is mike correct that is correct you are three for three, good sir. It is the giant monkey head, and and yeah, it, it is a a nice little ongoing joke. I think they bring that back in 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 another iteration too. I think it's dropped at least twice throughout the franchise. It's it's a solid joke. You almost had me with the lemon head because I'm like I'm like it's the monkey head. Then you said lemon head, and I went uh oh, uh oh. But we got there. We got there. That is that is correct. Yeah, I, I don't mind a bit of misdirection here. Nothing nothing is off limits. Highbrow, lowbrow, anything is uh in play here in the studio. So uh, you have been warned. All right, question number four. Secret of Monkey Island consists of multiple playable chapters. How many are there in the game? Oh. A, two, B, three, C, four, or D, 55. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, the Sammy Hagar reference in there. Um, it is is definitely not two. I mean, it, it's it can't be three. So uh, I will take C as my final answer, even though it should be fifty-five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little bit inside baseball there. All right, let's see if you are correct for a fourth time. Oh, you are indeed correct, sir. Get that Final Fantasy victory. Very mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. I got a got a broad variety of incorrect and correct uh, bites and drops we can we can utilize here. You may not hear any incorrect. Yeah, ones you throw those in the garbage. On fire at the moment. All right, for a bonus point, can you name at least two of the chapter titles? Uh, okay. If I can, two of them. The what is the the three trials yep that is one and uh dang it what is what is it oh my gosh i'm trying to i'm trying to de debate in my head what is the i'll just oh something because monkey island definitely has to be in one of the chapter names uh We'll just call it... Uh, that is correct. That is two two of the three words in one of the chapter names, <laughs> Monkey Island. There's a word that uh, darts off that, that three-word yeah. phrase. Uh, journey to Monkey Island? 
Nope. Oh, no, right. but um, that is actually part of another chapter if you wanted to sort of break that apart. Oh, that's hmm. a part of another chapter. Journey. Uh, and then there's like one about LeChuck too. Yeah. Oh my Kicking gosh. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I can't think of it. I'm, I'm going to give you half a point. Here. Okay, I'll take and half a point. And so, so the, the four chapters are the three trials. The Journey is chapter number two. Mm. The third chapter is Under Monkey Island. Under, so you okay. had the Under. Journey to Monkey Island. So you had a little bit of an amalgamation there. And then uh, Guybrush Kicks Butt yes. is the fourth and final chapter. Yeah, that's it. That's- <laughs> All right. Well, not too bad. So sadly, 100% has dropped. You're now running at 90-something-ish. But that was a bonus. That was a bonus point. That is true. So you're still ahead of... You're still on track with scoring to finish at the top. All right. Okay, I'll take it. But uh, with that bonus point, you still could somehow finish on 40.5. So uh, <laughs> my maths my maths works in, in bizarre ways. All right, back to it. Question number five. During the game, you must recruit several people to assist you on a rescue mission. One such being Otis, a prisoner who is jailed for allegedly picking rare and poisonous flowers in the forest. What item do you use to bust Otis out of jail? Mm. A, a skeleton key. B, a mug of grog. C, a roll of aluminium foil, a toilet roll, and a packet of Ruffles potato chips, MacGyver style. Or D, your man strength, simply kicking the door down. Mm. All right, I'm I'm going out on a limb here because it is not a mug of grog. It is multiple mugs because for that puzzle, the mugs are in fact melting because the grog is so potent that you have to continually change it to a new mug and then you pour that upon the jail bars. Well, you uh, took my little flow on right out of my mouth again. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you... You're always right. I'll give you an extra half a point. So you are back to above parody again. So you are indeed correct. Multiple mugs of grog rusting that that prison cell door and and subsequent lock to pieces. And funnily enough, if you use that grog on the cell next to Otis, you can free a rat rat that was uh, in that cell. Uh, if if you hadn't have done that, Otis is probably going to eat that too because that was his diet in that that jail for quite a while. (laughs) Quite a while. Mate, you were in cracking form. See, you you were hesitant at first. You're like, uh, it's been a while, but you're just knocking through this. Well, you're kicking the 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 dust off. It's it's all coming back to me. All right, so I'll take some of these points as uh, as payment then for for future. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to question number six. What is the name of the swordmaster? Or who is the swordmaster? I guess we want to word it another way. A. Marla. B. Hattori Hanzo. C, Carla, or D, Leonardo, the second best Ninja Turtle. <laughs> uh, uh, I, number one, I respect clowning on Leonardo at each and every opportunity because he was not the best. Stop it. Yeah, he's, he's probably even the third best, to be honest. Like Michelangelo's my boy. Okay. And then Raph yeah. is, is number two for me. Yeah, good for you. See, I was I was a Raphael guy growing up too, and I always got crap all the time that yeah, that people are like oh, Raphael, and it's so I. So I'm glad. I'm glad that there's another one, uh, a, a brother from another mother across the world. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the answer to who is the swordmaster, it is C. Carla. 
C. Carla. Adjudicators, is Mike correct again or did he fall over with false confidence? You win. Perfect. You are indeed correct. It was Carla. It was not Marla. It was not Hattori Hanzo. Obviously, the famous ninja from the uh, Sengoku era who actually uh, served as a Tokugawa clan samurai, of all things. And, uh, of course. Yeah, helped uh, unite Japan. And, um, yeah, it was uh, just just a, a legend amongst the uh, the Japanese samurai culture. And, yeah, Leonardo, who actually, maybe let's move him to fourth. Let's give Donnie a bit of love. No one gives the uh, the intelligent purple turtle love too so leonardo you're at the back of the bus i have no problem i have no problem putting leonardo at the bottom yeah he does he does probably have the the, some of the cooler weapons like you know dual swords is no joke but like i don't know i just nunchucks size you know you could use them to like you know eat your food as well like there's there's utility to to a pair of size yeah that's not bad and it was uh, it was always funny because the the cartoon at least the version for us growing up i mean you give it's it's a turtle. He's a ninja turtle, and he has two swords. But because because of the rules of of it being a kid's cartoon, like he never got to use his swords ever. Yeah, I mean he uses them now. If you've seen any of the the new Nickelodeon shows, and they're chopping machines into pieces, so he finally gets to use them. But it's just very funny to have two swords. Just be like, no, I'm gonna leave these back here. I'll just yeah, I'll just punch somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's just just a bit of window dressing. Yeah, it's all, yeah. all hands and hands and feet. Is it hands and feet on a on a mutant turtle? I guess they're hands and yeah, feet. Yeah, they got. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's not really a it's not a five fingered hand. I think they have like, yeah. three or something. But yeah, they got hands and feet. I know they had two toes. They had those big two yes. like lock toes. <laughs> right. Yeah, good times. The the the, the early like the eighties and nineties cartoons were something special. Yeah, the, the new stuff's still pretty good. The new stuff's still good, but uh. Yeah, that that sort of child fandom, you know, getting then all the toys that came out of it with the Technodrome and and you know all the other characters, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady and Co. Getting getting some love back in those days. It's well, because that was the whole entire point of the cartoon was to make toys so that they could sell toys. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Except uh, they didn't make any toys for the uh, the film in 1990 because it was deemed too dark and violent. Mm. So uh, no no toys came out for that, which. Uh, which suck because I, I really like the movie. Anyway, anyway, before we go down yeah, a, yeah. a Ninja Turtles uh, tunnel that we're never going to come out of, maybe a sewer is more apt. Oh, uh, let's let's done. move on to the uh, the next question. Question number seven. One of the things that the Monkey Island franchise is known for is insult sword fighting, an activity where you exchange insults in order to lower your opponent's guard, allowing you to attack. Which of these is not? an insult you use Ooh. in the game Ooh. okay a have you stopped wearing diapers yet b you make me want to puke c your face makes onions cry or d this is the end for you you gutter crawling cur which of those is not an insult used in the game oh man so going off of this this is just pure gut check and i do not remember i don't remember something about onions you make me want to puke is in there the diaper one is in there i'm i'm going with the onions i don't think the onions was in there all right you're gonna go with c yeah you make your face makes onions cry adjudicators is mike correct 
You are indeed correct. <laughs> I uh, randomly Googled that on like a best insults list and went uh, trawling. I like it. It's not bad. I had an assortment of ones that maybe were a little bit too aggressive. So I found something that was softer and sort of fitted in with the tone of Secret of Monkey Island. And uh, you still found me out. No, you it, still it, found you me went. Out. That was tremendous because I, I that's that's the first question where I was really. Once it came down to it to give my final answer, I wasn't positive because it was like it was that one or the you make me want to puke but then i'm just then i was having flashbacks of the i'm like i think they actually did say that one i don't remember the mm. retort from that one uh in particular the diapers was like why do you want to borrow some or something like that yeah yeah that, that's exactly <laughs> the retort for that one so um yeah you, you still uh you're still cruising to the all-time greatest score here on the Hungry Game Show. But for a bonus point, Mike, what is over or under 14 for the total amount of insults at your disposal in the game? Oh. So over or under the number of 14? Oh, the number over or under 14. This is just a complete guess. Um, I, I suppose I would take the under of... 14 but before you answer that let me wow you with this trivia uh effect uh i can't remember the author's name but there is there is a story of some kind that the uh, the author of uh ender's game is somehow involved in it, your reaction tells me that i'm on the right track that i i am pulling that factoid out that the writer of Ender's Game... You are Game, on the money. So that is Orson Scott Card. Yes, yes, the, yes. The author of Ender's Game. Somehow he was involved in writing insults. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's just, that's one of those rumors out there. It's true. And he he not only did it uh, himself, but he also got his young children involved. So his kids actually assisted in writing some of those insults too. So maybe that's where like the diaper talk and stuff came in. The kiddies, you yeah, know, fart, it, it farts and poo jokes and stuff. They're all eternally funny. Yes. But when you're a kid, they are even more hilarious. Maybe. So over or under, 14. I'm going under. Final answer? Yeah. All right. Adjudicators, is under 14 correct? What oh. you just said is one of the most insanely <laughs> idiotic it. things I've no. ever heard. I'm going to give you a half because you, you took my little follow-on factoid out from under me before I even got to uh to bring it to bring it to the fold there. So yeah, it's actually sixteen. Is it okay? Sixteen total insults available throughout the game there. So like fourteen was close. I probably could have made it ten. If I said ten, would you have said over? Yes. Do you think? Yes, I would have gone over yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I pulled a little bit back off you. You know, I'm trying trying to keep you humble. No, we're you know? we're, we're good, man. We're good. All right. The uh the next question, question number eight here in the Hunger Game Show, multiple choice round. Which of these items is not part of the recipe to get you oh. to Monkey Island? Oh man, it's, it's everything. <laughs> All right. Well, what is, what is in this list I'm about to rattle off that is not part of the recipe? A, one human skull, pressed. B, a live chicken, C, Two pints of monkey blood, excuse me, or D, four leaves of basil. Which of those is not part of the recipe to get you to Monkey Island? 
Oh my gosh, the the four leaves that has to be in there. That is just now. Is this the this, so this is the official one that's like on the uh, uh, the the actual printed recipe? I'll I'll take I'll take recipe substitutions as well, but all those are part of the official recipe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which one of those four items is not part of it? You still do have 50-50 in Firm, my friend. Lifeline's available should you need to utilize. Otherwise, uh, you search within yourself. The answer, the answer lies deep. I mean, on one hand, it feels like, of course, you would need monkey blood to get to Monkey Island and, and try and find the secret. But on the other hand, why would like that that seems to go against what the island is all about getting mm. the blood of a monkey i i am between that one and the skull but that so uh, the skull is pressed is that what yes yeah <sighs> so you could i guess that'd be human skull powder but there is also like on the discussion of monkey blood there's also a live chicken so i'm assuming that chicken's going to get sacrificed too so yeah i don't mind that one i don't mind that at all uh all right, I'm going to go... Oh, give me the 50-50. You're going to go the 50-50? Okay, let me just run this through the uh, supercomputer here. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the monkey blood and the live chicken have been removed. So you are oh, left man. with one human skull pressed, so one powdered human skull and four leaves of basil. Well, there you go. That throws out the go with your your gut your first answer uh i'm gonna go I, I felt strongest about the the basil being part of it so i'm gonna say that that's real and i'm gonna say the uh the, the human skull is human not skull not part of the recipe F final answer yes. human skull Locked pressed in. is not part of the recipe judicators is mike correct the price is wrong bitch I'm sorry to say oh, I didn't know I didn't know if that was good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sorry, that is a bad answer. Hang on, a bit more apt. <laughs> okay, that one I know. There you go. There you go. Oh no. Incorrect. It was a little bit of a uh, bit of cheeky cheeky misdirection. It's actually four leaves of mint oh, is what they utilize okay. Okay. in the recipe. I see what kind of dog and pony show we're playing over here. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 go we go lowbrow over here, you know. We're we're going low hanging fruit. We're uh you know doing what we can to uh to misdirect, build that false sense of confidence, and then just bam, knock you down. Yeah. So yeah, it is four leaves of basil, which is meant to be four leaves of mint. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boom. Yeah, but but <laughs> <laughs> the the official recipe requires one cinnamon stick, four leaves of mint, one human skull pressed, one squirt of squid ink. Two pints of monkey blood, one live chicken, three ounce of brimstone, and then one or more of the following: uh, pyroxidone hydrochloride, zinc oxide, yellow eight, mine mononitrate, and BHA. There you go. Yeah, that'll do. And the I just remember the puzzles. You anything you could find on the boat, you throw it in. <laughs> then, Pretty much, and then eventually it works. That's just how it was back in those days, you know. The the amount of weird curative things that they'd mix together to to cure your ailments or your infections and your injuries. It's uh, yeah, primitive medicine is fantastic. Yes. All right, let's uh, let's see oh, if we man. can get back on the 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 horse to victory here with question number nine. How long can Guybrush hold his breath? Mm, okay, we're back, baby. 
Okay. A, about 350. B, 10 minutes. C, 15 minutes. Or D, 55 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right. It is, uh, it is 10 minutes. And uh, this joke is referenced uh, in in other LucasArts games as well. Like there, if you played uh, uh, Indiana Jones and uh, the City of Atlantis, and there's a scene where you are under the water and you're losing oxygen, and you can you could die in that one. And it's like apparently you're not Guybrush Threepwood, which is a, a great callback. And in the Secret of Monkey Island, you can't. LucasArts has had a pretty strict you can't die. Uh, rule because they didn't want to be like the sierra games they didn't like that um but you can actually die when because you're thrown under the water and it's a real simple easy puzzle to figure out but if you just let it go for the 10 minutes you can actually die so i'm going with 10 minutes lock it in lock it in b 10 minutes adjudicators is he back on the winning track that is correct. You are indeed back, correct, baby. and you and you took my flow-on factoids right out of my mouth. So I'm going uh, to give do. you an additional half point there. Yeah, it's um yeah ten minutes. It is is not three fifty. It's not fifteen. It's not fifty five. About three fifty. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great that you can just uh yeah sit there underwater and you'll eventually you'll eventually succumb to uh you know drowning or yeah. suffocation or. Whatever you want to say there. So, uh, well done. You're back in. You're back in We're the back. game. All right. We're going on to the penultimate question of multiple choice. Are you ready? Yes. All right. The Secret of Monkey Island has spawned four sequels. Which one of these is not one of those said sequels? A. LeChuck's Revenge. B. Curse of Monkey Island. C. Escape from New York. Or D. <laughs> Tales of Monkey Island. <laughs> Which one of those is not one of Secret of Monkey Island's sequels? Uh, well, I appreciate the layup. It escaped from New York. I mean, granted that the fourth one, the, the, the last LucasArts sequel was Escape from Monkey Island, and then, the, then you have the Telltale uh, Tales of Monkey Island, which I, I like Telltale. I like the company or whatever is left of them they're like they're weird now they like could close yeah. whatever tale of monkey islands it was, it, it was disappointing man it it left a lot to be desired i don't think there was it was just like streamlined puzzles of there wasn't a world to explore I, maybe it was due to the episodic nature of how they do it that you had to confine the puzzles like that but it was it was pretty disappointing for me that run yeah it, it was lacking a lot of the heart and charm yes i think like telltale games they're great and some of them can hit you like an emotional truck oh my dude the uh the first series of of walking dead oh yeah like that the end of that the, the the final episode i've i definitely uh cried a good bit when yeah i would not want to be in clementine's shoes in that situation no. but oh, yeah it's, it's some brutal. special storytelling but that they've struggled to sort of recapture that that peak storytelling from that walking dead series mm. everything after that's been it's been fine you know i've enjoyed playing future uh walking dead and some of the batman offshoots and stuff but yeah just just didn't hit right with tales of monkey island but so you're gonna you're gonna lock in c escape from new york correct the uh what, what, right. carpenter film is that what it is it is indeed uh starring the legendary snake plissken oh yeah 
Flawless victory. You are indeed correct. It was not Escape from New York. Uh, LeChuck's Revenge came out in 1991, Curse of Monkey Island in 1997, and Tales of Monkey Island dropped in 2009, featuring five episodic chapters. You feeling good? You're back on the horse now? Yeah. The momentum is rolling? I, I mean, I'm a little disappointed in that little uh, hiccup we had, but I mean, I, I guess it's not too bad. So I, I think splitting hairs with basil and mint, you know, un- unless you're like a, a budding herbologist or something. I mean, you 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 did me dirty. What can you say? Oh, just just slip that in there, you know. <laughs> just keeping you humble. That's all. That's, all, that's what I'm here for. I'm keeping everyone grounded. All right, we're going into the last question of multiple choice. As is tradition here at the Hungry Game Show, we must also take a moment to look at both the film and music industries, and more importantly. What finished at number one for the year Secret of Monkey Island was released? So I ask you this, Mr. Fantasy Hitman. Yeah. What was the top song on the Billboard charts and what was the highest grossing movie at the box office for the year of 1990? A, the movie Ghost and Hold On by Wilson Phillips. B, the movie Pretty Woman and It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. C, the movie Home Alone and Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Or D, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles plus boy, uh, plus Poison by Belle Bev DeVoe. Oh, poison. Poison. Um, okay, this is... Uh, oh, wait. I already used my 50-50. There's no way one of your friends is going to know the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> so that- my, my mom, maybe, but I don't know if she'd be awake at this time. And uh, she gets pretty pissy if I wake her up. So we'll leave her be. We won't call her. So it would just be throwing away my lifeline. Okay. Uh, and and just, just to just sort of full disclosure, I'm not trying to swerve you here. These are all movies and songs that were released in 1990. I'm not saying, oh, one of them was 91. Gotcha. Okay. Like it's all from that release period. Okay. So Ghost, Pretty Woman. What was the third movie? Home Alone. Home. Oh, man. Home Alone. Wow, the highest grossing? Highest grossing for the year. Okay, that's pretty wild. With Ghost and Pretty Woman, those are rated R movies. For a rated R movie to be the highest grossing movie of the year. But then for a Christmas movie to be the highest grossing movie of the year is why it was a family movie. I mean, that's, that's, that's the reasoning I have to go with here is that yeah, I, it's very difficult for a rated R movie to do that. So I'll I'll go with the Home Alone answer. So you're gonna go Home Alone and nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, I am. That that song is a banger. By that is a certified is a banger. banger. The the list like going through the the hits from the '90s for film and and music was substantial. Like I'll, I'll we'll go more in, about that in detail. We'll just see if you're correct here. So you're definitely gonna lock in Home Alone and nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. It's my best logic. <laughs> that I can apply to this question. Okay. Let's uh, see if that logic equates to victory. Yeah, okay. You lose! Uh, it's, Good uh, day, it's, sir! All right. I, I, the logic was sound. I stand by it. But my gut was going to say that Ghost was the highest grossing movie. You would be correct, yeah. sir. So so Ghost was number one, uh, grossing $217 million. Pretty Woman was number two at 178 million. Home Alone, though, nipping at its heels with 177 million. Okay. Uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, 135 million. 
the darker, more adult-toned TMNT movie coming in fourth there. But like, just looking at movies that came out in the year 1990, Total Recall, Die Hard 2, oh, Back man. to the Future Part 3, Days of Thunder, Dances with Wolves, uh, Flatliners, Arachnophobia, Kindergarten Cop, Hard to Kill, Robocop 2, Misery, Edward Scissorhands, Goodness. Godfather Part 3, Young Guns 2, so on and so forth. Like, it is a list of just uh, That's 90s crazy. classics in there. That is crazy because there's no way that many good movies come out on a regular basis. Yeah, to, to add further, uh, Darkman came out then, Goodfellas, Rocky Five, Tango and Cash, Predator 2, and the list goes on from there. 1990 was uh, one of the greatest years in film. And then um, a lot of bangers on, on, the, on the, the music front too. We got like Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi was in there. Okay. Uh, we got Vision of Love by Mariah Carey, Vogue by Madonna All right. dropped that year. Uh, Michael Bolton dropping that big uh, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? Pump Up Ooh. the Jam came out in 1990 and so on and so forth from there so uh what a year 1990 was but sadly home alone kevin McAllister, uh, McAllister could only uh you know get to number three on them charts yes and to be fair to me i was seven so i did not see ghost in the theater <laughs> i would hope not <laughs> Because uh, you know that would uh, that would change a young man's mind very very strongly. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, you wouldn't look at art class on Monday the same when you go in there to uh, you know work the clay wheel. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, Mike. We are at the end of the multiple choice round. Would you like a progress score for where you're at right now, or do you want to wait and go in blind to see where you end up at the end of the episode in total? Oh. Don't tell me. Do not tell me. I'm, I want to be surprised at the end. Okay. Okay. All right. Remember, you've still got the phone, my friend, lifeline in the back pocket should you need it. So <laughs> okay. we've got I'll remember. an assortment of rapid fire questions coming at you now. So no multiple choice. So, some might be layups. Some might be three pointers from the logo. Who knows? Okay. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, be, be like Booker and just uh, let it fly, young man. All right. Let it fly. Green light. All right. Let's shift it up, get some uh, rapid fire tunes to play us home. Who is the primary antagonist, zombie pirate LeChuck's love interest? Governor Elaine Marley. That is indeed correct. Threepwood's eventual wife. Yes. So, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful soul. And uh, who doesn't love love? All right. The next question. Let's have an insult sword fight. You fight like a dairy farmer. Uh, how appropriate... You fight like a cow? You are indeed correct, sir. All right, the next question. Name the three trials you must complete in order to become a pirate. Uh, you got to steal the idol. You must defeat the, uh, the sword master. And crap, what is the third one? Um, oh, my goodness. I know we're in wraparound, but I got to... I can't believe I can't think of this. That's all right. We got time. Okay, so you get you get the idol from the the governor's house. You, you beat Carlo the Swordmaster. And what is the freaking third one? Yeah. So so if we're gonna broad stroke them, that would then equate to thievery, swordplay, and what? Thievery. What is the last requirement there? Oh my gosh! This is. This really is, frankly, this is embarrassing right now that I can one, one of the words in this two-word response is uh, attached to a Nicolas Cage franchise akin to 
Indiana Jones or Uncharted if we want to combine what, a national video. treasure? Treasure hunting? You got it, sir. You got it. Treasure hunting is indeed correct. That is the third trial to become a pirate. All right. What happens when you attempt to climb down the tree stump in the forest? Uh, it tells you to insert like disc 22 or something. You are correct. Yeah, it tells you to insert disc 22. So, side note on that one, and like, apparently LucasArts got it for that because it was people didn't realize it was a joke. Uh, much like, uh, however old I was, you know, eight year old version of me, seven year old playing this game, so much that uh, I wrote in to LucasArts, and one of <laughs> one of my few questions in there was like, uh, I don't have a disc. 22 <laughs> and they were very nice and they wrote back and they're like yeah they know that was just our sense of humor and yada yada but it was just like yeah that was that was one of those ones that i did not get as a young lad i'm, I'm giving you another half point there just to uh to share that story so yeah it's um yeah disc 22 then it says disc 36 then disc yeah. 114 yeah so uh can you imagine having 114 discs for a game like <laughs> Kids around the world, their brains would have been wrinkling. So yeah, the, the LucasArts hotline apparently, uh, you know, went absolutely hamburglar mm -hmm. as far as people calling saying, what do we do? I, I don't have these discs, yeah. but uh, good times, good times. And yeah, that uh, led to later editions uh, having it removed yes. uh, in there to avoid, uh, to avoid these further hotline blow up. All right, question number five in the rapid fire. George Lucas appears as what character in the game? Oh. George Lucas is in the game. Yeah. George Lucas. Um, let's see. I have... Physically? Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's uh, Like, his sprite is modeled after him. You, you see it more so in the improved graphics in the 2009 Special Edition. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a character there's... in the game modeled after George okay. Lucas. Okay, if there's a character modeled after Lucas, where could this... Now I'm trying to play the game from start to finish in my brain. I'm like, where could, where could he possibly be? Um, they wouldn't make him Herman. I mean, that would be making. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more an ancient, like it's more of a bit character. Yeah. It's not a. Okay. Yeah. Man, I. Honestly, I, I have no idea. I don't even know where to get. One of the guys from the circus. Did you want to use the phone my friend lifeline on this? I can't imagine that this one is going to work out very well. <laughs> if we call one of your friends. Unless one of your friends is George Lucas. Are you friends with George Lucas? He never returns my calls. No. Um, I keep trying, but, uh, <laughs> you know, jerk. that ivory tower mentality. He doesn't, uh, doesn't want to yeah, jump in the mud here with the common folk. But uh, you could use it if you like. Otherwise, we could just uh, no, put that down as a mulligan. Give me the answer. Give you the answer. Okay, it is the bridge troll. The bridge troll. Oh yes, no. Ah, yep. Who eats the red herring? Yeah, I have that. It's yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it is the bridge troll. And so, question number six, which is a follow-on from that, the troll guarding the bridge ask for something that will attract attention but have no real importance as payment to cross said bridge. Red herring. What items does that troll accept? It's the red herring, yes. obviously, which is typically a plot device in storytelling used for misdirection. And uh, so it was a very, very smart little, little sort of swerve and uh, that you know, that little, joke. Little nod. That joke also did not land on seven-year-old version of Mike. I just, I eventually figured it out. I didn't get it. 
he takes the mask off and he eats the fish. And then I was through. I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, pirate life is weird, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that equates to currency to get across a bridge. Fine, but that is correct. All right, the next question. Keep trade cut. Ooh. Your trusty crew members, Carla, Meat Hook, and Otis. Who you keeping, who you trading, who you cutting? Oh, man. Who you, you have to keep Carla because she can actually fight. Mm -hmm. um, Meat Hook at least looks intimidating. So he would have, I think he would have the most trade value. I don't know if he is really the most useful. But just physically imposing, two hooks for hands. Uh, so he'd be the trade, and Otis is just – Otis is useless, so I'm cutting him. Yeah, especially with his halitosis. Like, yes. I know that you get him some mints and it gets a bit better, but, like, I got no time for being around someone with stinky breath. So I will give you that. That is a correct answer. What score does Secret of Monkey Island currently hold on Metacritic? So I'll I'll give you a couple of options because there's different scores for not only PC, but Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. It's somewhere between 82 and 90. I'll take a number in there. Between 82 and 90. Um, then, wait, is this the Double Dare music? Yes. <laughs> it just it just came through and I could actually hear what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Um well this is like for the brand. So if, if if I have to answer between eighty two and ninety and it's not eighty nine, I'll be thoroughly upset with whoever is scoring this game. The fact that it's below ninety is nonsense. And uh you should be you should have your critic license removed. So I'm gonna go eighty nine. You're gonna go eighty nine? I'm sorry to say, but you would be incorrect, sir. So 86 on PC, 87 on PlayStation 3, and 88 on the Xbox 360. I'm willing to be so, wrong on that one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. Like, uh, that, those scores get no respect for what this game was and is today. So, uh, yeah, 86, 87, or 88. Okay, the next question. What is the name of the used boat dealership on Melee Island? Oh, Stan. That is correct. Stan's previously owned vessels. Okay, next question. During the game, you are required to destroy a particular dam. How many ways can you destroy said body of water? Oh my gosh. How many ways is there to do destroy the dam? Uh, let's go with three. Final answer? Yeah. It is four! Ah. It is four! You can use the lens with the sun, the flint with the cannonball, the flint with the staple remover, or the flint with the compass. Okay, okay. Dang it. All right, next question. At any point in the game, if you were to press Control, Shift, plus W, what would happen? Control, <laughs> Shift, W? We're, we're getting in the weeds here, man. We are out in the weeds. Control, Shift, W... What is that just like does does it pop up and say like you've won the game? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It automatically takes you to the credits and the game will be over. So uh yeah, if you pop control shift W, sh straight to the credits. Yeah, you, Finito. you've won the game. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, <laughs> the next question. Name the game engine created by Ron Gilbert that is utilized in Secret of Monkey Island. That's uh, the Scum engine. That is the Scum Engine, which uh, stands for Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion. 
later renamed uh, LucasArts to Ease Development, and it was used to Ease Development on their graphic adventure game, Maniac Mansion, which obviously was uh, out in 1987. So there you go, the Scum Engine. Mm -hmm. What a, uh, just like, ugh, makes me shudder thinking <laughs> of that. Like, it just sounds dirty. It sounds gross. All right, the next question. After Guybrush is fired out of the cannon, one of the dialogue choices is, I'm Bobbin, are you my mother? This is in reference to what other LucasArts game? Oh, I'm Bobbin, are you my mother? What other LucasArts game? Um, oh, wait, oh. Oh, goodness. Uh, this is out of left field. Uh, Black Cauldron? Is that your final answer? It is. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe, uh, may, maybe, maybe look amongst yourself for uh, another answer. I'm bobbing. I mean, I. It rhymes with the platform we are currently utilizing somehow to do with recording this podcast. I know it that's rhymes. some broad stroke nonsense. <laughs> it rhymes with Zoom? <laughs> yeah. So, boom, doom. It's not doom. No, and it's it's made by LucasArts, so uh, definitely was not Doom. That's it. What? <laughs> um. Okay, I'm going through the letters. Oh, oh, uh, real Loom. Okay, okay. You got there. It is Loom. I told hey, I told you when in in the response you're like you want to talk Monkey Island. I said yes. I am down to talk uh, any LucasArts game. Except for Loom. That was the one game I didn't play. <laughs> well, I had to sneak it in there somewhere. All right. And yeah, so that's in reference to uh, Bobbin Threadbear. And uh, he's also, uh, he's looking for his mother in that game. So that's sort of the concept of, of Loom in a nutshell. Playing as Bobbin Threadbear. So yep. there you go. All right. We got there. Okay. We've got three questions to go in rapid fire. Three questions to go. Okay, let's finish strong. All right, Guybrush's enemy in the game is the ghost pirate Captain LeChuck. At the end of the game, he is defeated how? You got to spray him with root beer. That is indeed correct. Root beer is the, uh, the deterrent for uh, zombie or undead or ghost pirates. Uh, I can I can vouch for that. I do not like root beer. I think it is trash. I It sucks. I can handle it, but it is <sighs> definitely... it's when it comes to a soda it is very far down my ranks yeah uh, it's it's down there with like dr pepper for me i can't stand dr pepper either. oh it is, it well is also trash doc it yeah i'm not a dr pepper fan I, which i can see that the dr pepper flavor being it, it reminds me of root beer but man dr pepper people love dr pepper like that's if, if that's your go-to that's all you drink is dr pepper yeah yeah, they will die on that hill. Yes, they you know, will. You, you talk down Dr. Pepper, they'll throw a can at you and, and like, verbally run you down into Mr. the ground. Mr. Pib, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> just, give, just give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. Yeah. Or a lemonade. You know, they might go, give me a Sprite or a lemonade or a 7-Up or anything like that. Any, le any lemon-limey goodness, I'm down for it. All right. We're going to sword fight again right now. Okay. I'm going to say, you're no match for my brains, you poor fool. You're no match for my brain, you poor fool. <sighs> oh, man. I got nothing on this one. You're no match for my brain, you poor fool. Uh... You got two questions left, so you could pull in the lifeline if you like. 
Sure. It could make for some good content sure, or some bad content. Let's let's lifeline it up. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait to call someone who's never even heard of the game. Am I gonna do you dirty like that? That's the question. I don't know, Basil. <laughs> All right, stand by. I'm going to make a call. It is 9.15 in the morning, so uh, a lot of these people I know might be at their 9 to 5, but we'll see how we go. Ahoy, hoy. Hello, is that Australia's John O'Peck, host of the Putting In Work interview podcast? Uh, it is indeed. G'day, mate. Uh, welcome to the Hungry Game Show. I am here with Thank Mike, you. the fantasy hitman, right, tackling... 1990 classic the secret of monkey island and we are calling you in you are his phone my friend lifeline on a bit of a hail mary here uh more importantly i guess we should start off have you ever played secret of monkey island are you aware of this game do you know this franchise uh i think you know that i am very much so <laughs> you're meant to you're meant to probably downplay that you know you're too pure of heart you should have sort of said no nah, i don't know what it is and built the suspense and, and you know got the got the sort of spirits lowered but you've you've, you've already alluded to it we're at we're at the end game now and and, and mike knows yeah. that uh that you're a fan of this game look i've got a, a reputation to keep up here if i was to say i never played monkey island well that would be pretty damning wouldn't it and I, that's true. You, that <laughs> you're far too honest and too pure of heart for your own good. So anyway, I'll just uh, chuck a bit of uh, tense atmospheric music on and I'm going to throw this question at you, JP. We're going to insult sword fight and I'm going to say, right. you're no match for my brains, you poor fool. How would you retort to that? Uh, okay. You're no match for my brains, you poor fool. Damn it. This is a tough one, actually. Um, and you said you've played this game, you poser. Look, I haven't memorized every line of dialogue in the game. I will admit that much. Uh, something about your face, I feel like. Uh, gosh. You're no match for my brains, you poor fool. No, not, not Spoilers, great. it's got nothing to do with the face. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to ask for a hint, but um, that doesn't help me out too much. You're not a match for my brain. Poor fool. Oh, uh, that would be a problem if you ever used them. Okay, like so, so Mike, Jono has just said it'd be a problem if you ever used them what were you like did you have anything in in the oh. in the mind that came came to you as far as a retort i had absolutely nothing but that does sound vaguely familiar so hopefully we're gonna hopefully we can get an answer uh or hopefully that's a correct answer i should say do, do you want to lock that one in oh yeah i mean i have nothing else to give you <laughs> i have nothing more to give okay <laughs> <laughs> Judges, was Jono and Mike correct on this one? Yes! Yes! You are indeed correct. So, yeah, I'd say you're no match for my brains, you poor fool. And uh, the response in jest would, I'd be in real trouble if you ever used them. So, uh, got that point. Well done, Ooh. JP. You, you came through Pulled in the end. Out, yeah. You went from talking it up like you were this monkey island savant to then going, oh, I don't remember anything, to then coming in clutch. So well done. Thank you. Well, glad I could just help. I feel like I've got a pretty good success 
it for ages, like two out of three with so my friends so far. That's it. That's it. I, I need to start calling less people that uh, have played these games. You know, I've got to stop just being so kind. I might call my grandma on the next one. Anyway, I'm not going to keep you. It is Thank 9.20 you, good, in the sir. morning. I know Thank you're you. working hard. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you taking the call. Appreciate the time. Stay safe out there and uh, we'll chat later. All right. Good luck. All right. If that's not the end, good luck. Thanks, Thanks man. Mate. There you go. So you we just, got there. You just have a list of people that like, you're like, I may or may not be calling you at some point. <laughs> some of them, some of them don't even know. Like uh, I did preempt Jono a couple of days ago saying, yeah, I might call you Tuesday morning, maybe. And uh, yeah, just, just keep the phone on standby. So there's a lot of people like on tender hooks, just waiting for a call about a game or something. And they might never know, but they're, they're used to that kind of uh, spontaneity and uh, brattish behavior that I, uh, that I partake in. So yeah, it's fine. And you got the point. We did. We did. We're back, baby. Let's all right. Let's close it off. Let's get this W. All right. We have got the last question coming at you right now, Mike. Let's go. All right. If you were to compare Guybrush Threepwood to an NFL player, who would it be and why? So uh, you, you set the scene. You 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 pitched this story to me. And based off that, I may or may not give you more than the uh, standard one point here. So All right. which NFL player would Guybrush Threepwood be? And so we're going uh, Monkey 1 Guybrush? Yes. Because he, yeah. he certainly, well, he like he evolves into and then he devolves back in Curse of Monkey Island back to the, the super nerd. All right, so if Guybrush, now, Guybrush, look, he's a main character, so he has to be, I mean, he has to be a quarterback. Now, because he's, he's a main character, quarterback in the NFL, it's the main position. Now, who, but you also, he's not, he's got a charisma, but he's not overly charismatic. So, I mean, like, mm -hmm. right now, run through my head, the new hot rookie, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has too much. Yeah, they've, they've got, got similar flowing hair yeah, too. Yeah, I'll say he, got he the, does have, long locks. He has the hair. He has the hair, but Trevor Lawrence has too much confidence. He's got too much to actually. Yeah, but his his coaching staff is certainly doing what they can to uh, <laughs> knock that down yeah. by not committing to him yet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they're they're shaking our confidence. Um, <laughs> now he he at the end though he is a winner. And oh, oh! Look, okay, this is—it's a little bit of a stretch here. There was a quarterback who came into the into the league as a fifth-round pick. No one expected that this guy could get anything done in the league. Certainly not NFL teams, as as they passed over him time and time and time again. You go look at his photos from his time as as a college player. You're like, this guy is not going to amount. Do anything. Look how plain and and boring he is. He has nothing. He looks like a guy brush. But then someone in front of him got injured, and he rose to the occasion. Not only did he rise to the occasion, he became the greatest quarterback of all time. He eventually puts on a little bit of scruff on that baby face, and he, be, he becomes the the quarterback that everybody wants to be. Just that the way that Guybrush has become the pirate that everybody wants to be. Get Captain Jack Sparrow out of my life. I don't want to be him. You want to be Guybrush Threeput. So Guybrush Threeput, the highest honor that I could bestow upon you, my friend, is you are Tom Brady. No one was expecting it, but then when your opportunity rose, you seized the day and you became the face of a franchise. 
I like that. So he is the uh, the 199th overall pick in the Monkey Island universe. That is Mr. correct. Threepwood. I like that. I like that. You know, he's he's got he's got the look, the good looks, the the unassuming sort of personality, and then just ascends to greatness. So uh, yeah, you know, has has a you know a, a, a good looking wife and a healthy family by the end of it all, just like uh, Mr. Brady. I don't know if he has a weird obscure diet like Tom does these days, you know, but uh, <laughs> I think he like doesn't eat anything that can cast a shadow these days, right? It's something yes. bizarre like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's very healthy. Whatever it is, whatever it is though for Brady. It's get the job done. It's working. Yeah, he he looks better. At, you know what is he forty three now than, than I did when I was twenty. Like it is ridiculous. Yeah, I I like that all of us uh, ugly over overweight guys were like, what a, what an idiot. What is this diet that he's doing? And he's like he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's still winning. He's super handsome. He's crazy fit. And, and we're like, yeah, but you only eat plants, you dork. <laughs> you loser look at me enjoying this cheeseburger and fries but uh power to him because yeah whatever he's doing and putting into his body or not putting into his body is working but more importantly that is a big correct and i'll give you an extra point for there because you set the scene nicely you built it up you know and then delivered on the punchline so uh mike that brings us to the end of the formalities here in the Hungry Game Show, uh, did you want to uh, tally your scores and see how you fared? Uh, I would love to hear that. I was not keeping track, so I cannot do the tallying on my side. If that... Okay, Luck luckily I prepared it then <laughs> because we've been in trouble. What kind of game show is this? <laughs> it's it's how Australians do it. You know, it's it's uh, fast and loose over here. Could you... you were over here when you were a young, and you know how it uh, how yeah. it gets over like, here. Hey, uh, could you go ahead and add up your points for us and let us yeah, know yeah, how you yeah. did? What have you been? I'm, Notice you've been throwing this pen around like a sword, you know, like getting into the pirate persona. I didn't see you scribe one thing. Uh, it was unnecessary. It was I either knew it or I didn't. That's true. That's true. Okay, so if we're looking at the scores, so in last place currently, Salim the Dream Abraham on 21 points. You uh, finished above him. Okay. If we're okay. going to jump up, jump up to say 12th position, Reese Kirby on 28.5 points. You also finished above him. Excellent. Okay, so far so good. Moving up to, say, eighth position with Snacky Hannah. You finished above her. She was on 32.25 points. Take that, Snacky. Keep that down, Snacky. All right, we're moving up to fifth place. Dash from DashGamer.com. 34 points sitting in outright fifth right now. You finished above him. Mm, I like where this is going. So moving up a little bit further between fourth place and first place, there is three points between those positions uh you needed to get above 37 points to take outright first but we're gonna let uh, tina turner or hall and oats let you know where you finished <laughs> sadly mike Dang you it. were so close but so far away you finished on 35.5 points which is outright third place overall i'll take it which is mighty impressive. Some of the uh, some of the knowledge you were dropping just off the cuff blew me away, and, and you know you took a took a lot of the lines out that I had to try and make myself sound smart. You just did it for me, and uh, you know you nailed it. Thirty five point five points, outright third. You're on the podium. How you feeling? Hey, look, a uh, uh, bronze medal is still a medal, right? Yeah, I get to That's bring it. something home. 
Yeah, winners of Grinners. Uh, it is in the mail. I will will send that trophy over. Yeah, maybe I've... with a nice uh, slab of celebratory solo or something. Oh like my that. man, you can you... toast to your successes. You know, you know how to get to me. That's it. That's it. But man, thank you so much for stopping on by the studio, having a, having a bit of laugh, having a bit of uh, infotainment here. We uh, learnt a few things, uh, went down some random rabbit holes, and just. Uh, educated the masses i think on uh secret of monkey island really appreciate it hey man i appreciate you having me on thank you and if you have not played monkey island my my friends it's on steam what are you doing <laughs> exactly go play what are you doing but uh anything you wanted to uh to plug or promote before we close down the studio for another couple of weeks ah uh, yeah sure i mean the if you uh I, I mean i don't know how global your audience is but if it you know, I hear that the NFL is growing in popularity down there in Australia, and that's what I, I talk about. Well, I, I talk about fantasy football. Do you guys have fantasy for like footy and rugby and and stuff? Like yeah, that? yeah. I'm I'm in far too many fantasy leagues. I'm in two fantasy rugby league leagues. I'm in six fantasy football leagues. One fantasy basketball. It's yeah, it's it's got a global flavor over here. You know, we're we're passionate uh, sports fans, and um and yeah, the the listeners I know a good portion of them uh you know play in leagues and and watch watch global sports. So uh, I'd say a lot of them would be aware of your prowess and uh, you know swagger on the uh, the fantasy footballers. Well, there the, you go. Uh, the, the number one podcast in the fantasy sports realm, in my opinion. You know, I'm not paid to say that. This is just a fan here talking talking to uh, one of the co-hosts who deliver the hotness uh every other day at the moment Look, so uh yeah check it out yeah i mean we're, we're number one to you we're number one you know just like factually on the charts and uh, you know but but who am i to say we're number one i've let the people who can actually say that say we're number one and we're number one yeah. hey <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the foot clan <laughs> Because they are, they assemble every time you need yes. them, whether it be for, they, for voting, mighty. for listens, for subs. They are, they are mighty, and uh, yeah, they are a good bunch. I've, I've made a, made a few friends through the Foot Clan, both locally here and abroad. So it's excellent. It's nice. You've got a really good, fun, inclusive community, and uh, keep it up because you are one of the pillars in the uh, the podcasting game, and, and certainly a uh, motivation for many. So, mate, appreciate you taking the time out here to. Uh, to riff video games and uh you know inform educate and entertain on uh secret of monkey island oh man it was it was a blast thanks for having me on all right follow mike at ff hitman on the socials myself at brendan 8-bit and all of us in 8-bit at we are 8-bit be sure to rate you subscribe us and all the podcasts you're listening to on the reg so not just the 8-bit centric podcast but stuff like the fantasy footballs because those ratings and reviews take no time cost no money and help keep the emotional lights on in all our hearts helps keeps us tracking keeps us at them top of the charts and it means an awful lot to us but until next time 8-bit nation may your answers be true <laughs>